Oh, good afternoon, listeners. Well, as promised from last week, our special guests on the radio this Sunday are two of the Round Mountain Girls. Now, we played a few of their tracks last week and uh, went over quite well with the listeners and I managed to get two of the boys on the phones. I've got Mr. Uh, Chris Willoughby. How are you, Willie? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, yeah. Chris. And there's sitting a, on the brand. Sitting on, sitting the, on the brand. Yes. All right. Just having and 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 Mr. and Mr. Um, Chris Eaton, Ban Jovi. He's sitting there having a cup of tea and a biscuit. How are you, uh, Will uh, Banjo? <laughs> I'm very good. Thanks for getting us on. Uh, looking forward to this. Great, mate. I'm um, so am I. I just I just got to I've just got to now cross out Chris and I've got to refer to one as Willie and one as Ban Jovi, and then we'll be in business. So for the benefit well, of the uh, yeah, Philip, you're lucky you've only got um, two Chris now because we used to have three. So. I know. You used to have Chris Brooker. I remember when I first met you guys, which was at the Wingham Acoustic Festival, probably about, I guess that was been about four years, five years ago or something. I can't remember now. And and um, I, I, I was a little bit shocked because when I heard of the Round Mountain Girls, I was expecting to see large females with big breasts and long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the only one who's got long hair back then was was Rabbit, and he's no longer with you. <laughs> and right, uh, right. and of course, Ben Javi, well, you got you got long hair, but but the other Chris Brooker, uh, he had hair, but it was all on his face. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah, longer hair on his face and on his head. But you see, we, we have to we have to come up with pseudonyms because it, when we're in the studio or with Sam when we're one of the, trying to do a kick sound check and you go, Chris, can you can you hear okay? Yeah. And all three of us would pipe up at the same time. Absolutely. So I think we were coming back from a gig. I think we were like coming back from Tamworth and we came up with these stupid names to make it simpler. So Chris Willoughby became Willie B, Chris yeah. Willie B. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that, uh, that's, I, not, that's not stupid. No, well, it's kind <laughs> of cool, <laughs> that, isn't that it? Makes sense. Willie B, that's, that's a cool country sort of name, <laughs> isn't mean, it? <laughs> Well, you know, Willie Nelson, but um, Ben Jovi, yeah. like, where'd that come from? <laughs> well, I think it was a Bon Jovi pants I used to wear with with, with, with a hole in the back, so it's in the, uh, the bomb tracks. <laughs> See, and here's me. Here's me just thinking it's it's because you're a fantastic banjo player, but it, it really it's to do with the, with your ripped jeans and your bum crack. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the long blonde flowing hair and. Oh I've got to tell you yeah. though, mate, you, you're pretty darn sensational on on that banjo. On that banjo, I've seen you guys. Well, I saw you at the round at the uh, Wingham Acoustic Festival, and you guys were absolutely sensational on fire. Tell us how long have you been together as a band? Like, Willie, I think you might have to um, remember. So, Willie, really, when did when did the Round Mountain Girls first come together? When were you one of the original members, Willie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I can't I can't tell you the year, but. I, it was about 14 years ago, I reckon, Chris. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we used to get together in, in Willie's. Uh, it wasn't Willie. I met Willie through a mutual mate, and we used to jam in his shed on the top of Round Mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, we, uh, so, yeah, that's how we met, it was the, the three of us. And then I knew Chris Brooker. Willie had gone to uh, a new Bill Bilson, the drummer from the Sunny Boys, and he was our first drummer. So okay. when he came back up from Sydney, he relocated back to the the north. Uh, well, he, he's from Kingsford. He's a, um, the Sunny Boys come from Kingsford, yeah. So. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I've got so to ask the, you, 
who who came up with the name Round Mountain Girls and why? I've looked at your website and I, and I love the backstory to it. I think it's sensational. <laughs> it's a it's an absolute crack up. Ben David did that was his idea. Really? I think it was I think it was joint actually. Looking back, I think somebody suggested Round Mountain, and we thought it's sort of a bit too country for us. It just sort of doesn't quite say what we do. So, and then. Someone, I can't remember who it was now, suggested girls. And we thought, that's the most stupid idea we've ever heard, Round Mountain Girls. But mm-hmm. We thought we'd play our first gig under that name, and if we were no good, we could just <laughs> either change it or, <laughs> or sink, into, sink back into uh, obscurity. But, uh, yeah, but, so I don't know. It just seemed to stick. And, uh, yeah, it's, we, we spent a lot of time talking about it in newspapers, radio, and whatever. It's, yeah. a, it's a real talking point, isn't it? Because when you hear the name Round Mountain Girls... It's like you expect the band to be girls. Now, I know you've got a female in the band now, um, but yep. is, but is she a real is she, is she a real female or is she uh, or is she a we round, don't know you don't know we don't know uh, <laughs> she could be oh I've got to tell you though she's she's um she certainly looks like she's the real deal. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she, oh, she plays like the real deal. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah she, she's a she's sensational a, player, but she's not your yeah. only fiddle player, is she? I mean, you've also got Mark Oates. Let's, Mark is a sensational fiddle player as well. Not to say that yeah. Rabbit wasn't. I mean, you've you've done well. Like you've lost a couple of players. Um, you lost Chris Brooker, and you lost Rabbit. Yep. But then you know you, yep. you lost Rabbit, and you you gained with Mark Oates uh, when he's able yeah. to play. And when he's I, I not there, you got this gorgeous girl on the fiddle plane. So wow, that's and that's Amity, isn't it? Amity Brand. Amity Brand. She used to play in a four-piece called Quattro, a string quartet, doing yep. like rock songs, and you know uh, she sings really well as well, as did her, her other members. So first met her down the Gold Fiddle. Golden Fiddle Awards down in Tamworth, which is where I also Mark saw Mark Oates for the first time. Right, and I've, I've got this sort of this brain which stores these things. I've got like this computer memory for people. So it, it, it you know, when when Rabbit decided he was going to quit, uh, you, you make these connections by traveling around the country and playing with people and seeing them at these shows and uh, okay. you know backstage and chatting and uh, yeah, yeah, and they're both dead keen. So it's great, fantastic. It's good. Nope. Oh, like the new recruits, miss the old ones, but like the new ones. So, what about Steve Lovelock? Where did where did you meet him? Because he would have replaced Chris Brooker, I guess. Yeah, he did. I, he, he lives just across the creek from me in, in Cabarito. He's just predominantly a solo artist. Okay, uh, but I've seen him. Fantastic. Seen him play a few times. Like what he did. He's a real talented blues picker, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, solo picker. You know, plays with a stomp box, but. I just thought he'd, he'd get into it, and uh, he, he's he's worked really hard. Never played a mandolin before in his life, and uh, okay. he, he bought, bought one, and off he goes. He's flying on it already after a couple of months. Fantastic, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Hats off to him. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. So before we start talking about this album, Meet You at the End, um, who are your influences? Let's get into that. And do you think any of those influences uh, – let, let's ask Willie because he's just sitting there having a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't said a word yet. Yeah. Willie, um, who are your influences and do you think any of those influences are on this album, Meet You at the End? No. No? No. Um, oh, you know, like I grew up with, you know, like, you know, I, I'm in, in the 60s, so, you know, I obviously grew up with Dylan and Springsteen and um, – those sort of bands, um, 
but it's just it's all music, isn't it? Really, like, it is. Yeah, you know, um, I, I just yeah, like, yeah. and I, I don't know. I never thought I'd be playing in, in this sort of a band with a fiddle and a, and a banjo and mandolin, and because we're, we're sort of a, um, a rock band with the wrong instruments, I guess. <laughs> I love it, and also the wrong name. You could call yeah. yourself Round Mountain Girl now, thanks to <laughs> thanks to um, your new fiddle player, but. Amity, yeah. But see, like, we've got Amity and Mark, so it'd be great to get them on stage together, you know, like, and, and do a gig with both of them. Right? I think it'd be sensational. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, well, you're you're, you're an old rocker, really, Willie, aren't you? An old rocker, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. I am, yeah. yeah. He's, a, yeah. he's an old rocker from way back, just like me, so... You're not a frustrated rocker, though? You, I mean, because you guys put out a great sound. I mean, you're not a rock band. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask oh, this are. question. I understand. Do you think you sound anything like the Pogues, though? Because this is what I've what I've been told. Oh, yeah, a couple of songs we do, yeah. Like, we, we just um, bump it out, you know. But, um, yeah, it, it's pretty well structured. Uh-huh. The sound that we've got is pretty well structured, yeah. and it's... Um, and it's tight, you know, like, um, so, yeah, it all comes together. It sure as heck does. You guys, you guys are sensational. I mean, I, the night I saw you play, it was it was like the heavens opened up, and it did. I, can you remember back to the Wingham Acoustic Festival? You were the I, la- can, because, you- I can because um, I had a really bad back today. Yeah. Uh, festival, and I was, like, nearly on crutches. Yep. Remember, Chris, I had to sit on stage. I couldn't even stand. Yeah, 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 I did. We have to carry you, carry you around, but we have to carry you up and sit you down. <laughs> <laughs> it was embarrassing, but anyway. And you guys, you guys were the last act on Saturday night. And Diesel, he was the headliner. He was supposed to follow you, and yeah. the heavens opened up, and the whole thing. Oh, that was right. Do you remember yeah, it? Um, yeah. It was yeah, I, Lockie. What's his name? Lockie, Lockie the, Dolly. Dolly. Lockie Dolly. Dolly. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a good gig. It was a it was a hell of a good gig, and, and I mean, I, I remember when when you guys went off and they introduced Diesel, and then the heavens opened up, and the Diesel didn't come on, and everybody was screaming and yelling, and I thought, oh my god, somebody's going to get murdered now. It was going to be like yeah. Woodstock here in Wingham. <laughs> I, I felt sorry for him actually. I had a chat with him backstage as he was waiting to find out what, what was going on. Yeah. He'd driven all the way up, I think he's Sydney based, driven all the way up to Sydney. He'd hung yeah. around up. Had to listen to us playing, and then you know we walk off stage, and he, he's uh, yeah. He goes uh, home. Up went home again. He went home. Yeah. Fair enough, but he did. He did play the following year, though. Yeah, he, he I don't did. think we did. So. No, 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 not you guys. He did. He played. <laughs> <laughs> he played the following yeah. year because he did. I mean, yeah. they paid him, so they want him to play. You come back next year, all right? You're already on the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Bad luck yeah, if you got yeah. other plans. So let's get on to this. Let's get on to this album, boys. Meet you at the end is the title. First question: This is the only album that you guys have got out that you released on vinyl. And that was yep. one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss it because I'm a vinyl guy. I mean, you know, Willie, um, he's an old rocker and I'm a bit of an old rocker myself and I love my vinyl sounds, which is why I wanted to discuss this one. Why was this one on vinyl and none of the others? Well, I think Willie's the only one that's heard it on vinyl because he's the only one that's a record player. So. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I, I, I actually haven't heard the vinyl yet. I'll have to come around to your one, like one, Willie, and have a listen. But 
Oh, I have invited you, but um, I spent the time this afternoon actually having to listen to it on the vinyl. Okay. Oh, that's probably a good idea. Uh-huh. Um, we, we actually got it pressed on, like, you know, they've got different grades of vinyl. Yes, um, yes. you got the, the flimsy one, you yep. got the next one, yep. and then you got the real thick one. Yes. And we, we got it done on the thick one, and, and it cost more, but I thought, and, you know, like, everyone, you know, everyone wants to have a record. Yes. Sound like, but, yep. you know, as a band member, like, if you got an actual record. Yeah. Um, to me, that, that, that's um, financially, it hasn't been that great. I mean, we don't sell a lot of them because yeah. um, not many people are record players. But um, <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, records, records are they've they've done a three sixty. I mean, records are coming back like you wouldn't believe. I, I was down at Toronto the other the other Saturday, and I went down there and deviate. I don't know if you know Greg Bryce from Deviate. But he's he he brought his CDs and he also brought a vinyl a, a double a double album. My God, a double album. Yeah. So and vinyl is just I think it's I think it's I think you've done the right thing because vinyl is definitely coming back, and um I, you know once everybody gets onto vinyl again and it is starting to become the thing the in thing, um I think then you'll sell them. You know what I mean? Because they did disappear for a long time. Vinyl. Well, with, with vinyl, you just need a good amp, yep. uh, uh, turntable, that's and right. a good speaker. That's, so that's all you need. Yeah, that's right. And it sounds, it does, it does sound better. I it's, tell you, it's, I reckon. Yeah, it's got like more depth in it. It's yep. like. Um, it just sounds better. It just sounds more real. Yeah. To me, CDs, are, they sound yeah. very clinical. They're so clean and crystal, and it's almost like yeah. this is not real. Whereas, in my opinion, the vinyl gives you. I believe the true sound of the instruments because yeah. the CDs are so polished. You definitely can hear a difference, in my opinion. So uh, I, I think the other thing, Philip, was that from a from a creative side, it you know you, you're used to we consume music in a different way now, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you, you get your one your one song or your playlist, and you can listen to it for ten seconds and press forward fast, and it goes on to the next one, and yeah. it, it's sort of more like a McDonald's thing, whereas. We used to look forward to getting an album. You go and you take it home, you get it out, you'd read the artwork, you know, yeah. you look at the artwork and read the sleeve. Mm. And often they told a story. And I think having a vinyl enabled us sort of to do that is to, to put the songs in an order and make some kind of sense out of them, join them together and make give it a start, a middle and an end. Fantastic. And, um, and, and that's, I, I think that's probably what we've done with that as well. And it's, uh, you know, it, it just gives you that little... And it makes you listen to the whole thing. You don't get up and switch it from track one to track no, four and no. then switch it to track eight. You have to con- consume it as a whole. And uh, uh, that's sort of gone from music in a way. And I think we were keen to do that as well. Yeah. Yep. Well, when I spoke to Rabbit when, when he was with the band, um, Robinson, yep. he said that about this particular album. It had, a, it had a start and an end and there was a middle part to it and the way you mixed up the track. So... Let's see. This came out in 2017. Okay, so let's yeah. let's find out. What about talking us through the album now? The first track, Young and Able. Now, and the and the last track is called Shocky. So let's go to Young and Able, the first track. What's Young and Able all about? Who will answer that? Willie or uh, or Ben Javy? I'll give it a bit of Javy, I think. Probably. These were, these were Brooker's words, I think. You know, it's, it, I, I, the, the whole album is, is songs about people, either people we've known 
uh, people we know now, people who've been attached to the band in in some way or, or friends. Right. And uh, the, the whole theme of the album was to try and put those songs in an order which told the story, and it's based on one particular character and our old mate of Chris's who got himself in a bit of strife. Okay. And uh, uh, but we it, it was we, it was almost back to front. Some of the lyrics were changed to fit but not many of them. So uh, Younger Abel was about this guy, I think that Chris knew, that used to always put him down on... about being it's not what it was it is young and able and as you get older you just get a little bit more crotchety and grumpy oh, and cantankerous and okay. uh, and and more opinionated I suppose in a way and uh, I think it's just looking at that okay okay so this this entire album is about one person uh, we we won't ask his name that's irrelevant but this this entire album was written round about a, a friend of Chris's Brooker's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's about one person, but writ- written through a, a, a number of different characters that between me and Chris, we sort of put most of the lyrics together between uh-huh. me and Chris that, that, that we knew personally. So, uh, yeah, so it's pretty tells the story of one person, and that, that that was the inspiration for the song. I think there's a thing that uh, on the bottom of the album it says, uh, hang on, as I'll find it now. Uh, any resemblance to persons living or dead is the source of all inspiration is, in, is entirely intentional. So, <laughs> as, as opposed to the usual disclaimer you get at the bottom of the yeah. film. But. You guys are sensational. I mean, with some of the things that you come up with, apart from your website, I mean, Pat, you're putting a disclaimer on there now. All right, what about this next one? Now, the next one is Knowing Nothing At All. I think that's me again, isn't it, Willie? <laughs> Yeah, that's I think Willie's just gonna <laughs> yeah, he's well. just gonna say, Yeah, pass. Give that to give give that to <laughs> give that to Eaton. Uh, no, 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 no. The, the other thing is that I think Brooker said put a disclaimer on the album to yep. say that um this um band um has traces of nuts in it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Contains traces of nuts. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the the whole band uh, has got traces of nuts. I got to tell you, but I, my kind of nuts, though. <laughs> Amity Brand, the, the new girl in the band, she's a macadamia farmer as well. So yes, she she has nuts. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so anyway, knowing nothing at all, it was uh, a song written by my son. Actually, he was in Canada sending me over these 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 guitar parts and some lyrics and. Uh, I, I'm, I nicked it off him, basically. I said, mate, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to nick it. And I, I sort of bashed it into shape, and, and he couldn't quite arrange it. So uh, so he, he's got a co-write in the album, and uh, he was chasing the girl around the world at the time. But, uh, yeah, so that's, no, that's, where that, that's, that's the story behind that one. No, uh, it wonders of modern technology. So does, does he get a royalty? Phone. Does he get a royalty, your son? I mean, you, this this thing's just yeah. about gone platinum. So is he, is he going to get yeah. – yeah. Ready to retire? Yeah, he's getting his royalty. Yeah, now, 30 the... for him. <laughs> the next song, because I have listened to this album several times, Constant Rhythm. Now, you got you got female voices on that. Are they the round mountain girl sort of chorus section, or or are you boys, or are you boys just singing a little high? Because it definitely sounds like you got female backing singers. Over to you, Willie. Okay, so obviously it's um, Lucy Urquhart. Uh huh. Um, She's a beautiful woman, uh, always looked after us. Um, 
played on a few of our tracks. Yep. Um, Felicity, she's yeah, she's great. Um, you know, she's been around for, for the RMG, so. Um, yeah. so ABC host, wasn't she? ABC Saturday Night Country host, and yeah, yes. she's she's just she's just released an album with uh, Josh Cunningham from the Waste, the guitarist out of Waste, who's one of my idols. Actually, his guitar style is phenomenal. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, she'll always been good to us, looked after us, and uh, yeah, we, we were excited when we really when we asked her to sing, and she said yes. We were sort of, oh, she, always, she always did, you know. She's yeah. been good for us over the years, and and yeah. plugged us on the. Um, Country Saturday Night Show that she's not yep. doing at the moment, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's you know she's a great woman. Yep, yep. Beautiful okay, wife, beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a lovely track, and that's why I thought you know that there's a female on there, and yet I don't know who this girl is and how yeah. she associated with the band. Now, what about the next yeah. one, Colonel Mustard? Now, boy, doesn't that thing rock? It does rock. It's, it's, I, I didn't want to record it. It was, it was Chris Brooker that convinced us that we should do it. And yep. now live, it's, it's just awesome. It's <laughs> it, a sensational it track, man. Why, why wouldn't you want to record that, Chris? Oh, uh, 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 Ben Jovi. It, it sort of sounded like a, almost sounded like a children's program, didn't it, really, when he used to play it solo by himself? And it was like, yeah, like, like it an was silly, but um, Brooker did in, insist on it. And, um, he did. I reckon I could have sung that song. I wanted to sing the lead vocals on that song, but I wouldn't let Now, hang on, hang on, hang on. As far as I'm aware, Willie, you don't sing. You just play bass. Well, there's no vocals on it. No, no. Okay. One bit at the end. There is a little... You go on. I did get one word in, and that was partay. And that's... That was my credit on that song. It was, yeah, uh, uh, contribution. Who actually wrote it? Because it's very, it's very sort of fiddle based, and um, you know, yeah, and yeah. The, you can really hear the instruments. I love that. That's probably my most favourite song on this particular album. Is that? It really yeah, rocks. Yeah. I love it. Best, it's probably one of our best live songs. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it just yeah. it just kicks ass. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. It, it was. It was one of mine. That was a. I had a. Do you have a council throwout down there, Philip? Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah. yeah. So I got a phone call from a mate and said, "We've just seen exactly what you need for your deck," and it was a big mustard-coloured three-piece couch that (laughs) somebody put outside the house. So I drove down in the Pajero with a mate in the van, and uh, as we pulled up three other cars pulled up behind us wanting the same thing so I could only get one piece at a time in so I had to leave him draped across the other two bits whilst I drove him back to my place one at a time so uh, that's where Colonel Mustard comes from okay. and, uh, it's about, I've spent a few nights on there as well haven't I Willie yeah, the other thing I like on that is um, Jack at the dog parking at the end and yes. that was um, and that, that was um, Paul Pilsnick's dog okay Going off, wasn't he? <laughs> you got a vocal contribution with a dog, Willie. Uh, that was, <laughs> so, so was it? Was it really difficult to pick the dog? Like, did you actually audition several several canines, or did you just go? Oh, Look, yeah, that's we, we the ran one. Through a few times, but, um, no, Jack. Jack. Sadly, he passed away. But um, yeah, <laughs> he's a good little dog. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. studio dog. Studio dog. Studio. 
Okay. And I'm, well, I hope it's not like The Wizard of Oz where little Toto got paid more than any of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. We don't work with animals and children. Now, what about Black Candle, no. guys? Black Candle. What's that one about? That's a, that's a Brooker tune. Right. And uh, I think it, it's, it's about uh, the way the candle shifts and the way you see different things. Depending, mm-hmm. it, it was, I think that's the, that's the thrust of it is is interpreting things in different ways depending on how much light you've got on the situation. So, uh, yeah, and, and don't forget, all this is talking about one person's yeah. life. So, it's, yeah. if you follow the follow the instructions on the back of the album, yes. it sort of makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's black candle. It's yep. Okay. With, with, that, with, with, with that one, I think like Brooke's lyrics sometimes. They sort of uh, they work backwards a bit, you know, like um, and it leaves it up to your interpretation. Yeah, so it, was, it was a bit cool, but um, yeah, he, he sort of never really spelt it out, but <coughs> like yeah, you, you had to listen to it and probably go back to forward on that. But okay. that's, yeah, well, it's a good lyric though, isn't it? When you can interpret it, in yeah. you know, that's sort of nice sometimes. And you, you, you know, it doesn't give it you straight out. You got to sit down and have a think about. You it. You really do, yeah. yeah. It was it was a bit like that for me. I must admit, I sort of because li- I've listened to this album now about three or four times. I played it twice today, and 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 probably twice the other day. So four times I've listened to this in preparation yeah. for you guys, and I thought, wow, where's that one going? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that yeah. one coming from? Yeah. You know, yeah. I must I must get Brooker on the phones one day. I mean, I know he's no longer with you guys, but everybody's happy. It is all good, and he's got his own <laughs> stuff happening. I want to ask him about that particular track. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's the next one on there, boys? Something wrong is the next one. Yeah, yeah. Dark and moody. Yes, it's cry from help from his friend. I think. Um, uh-huh. Um, who was struggling with um, ice. Aha, uh-huh. okay. And, and uh, well, I can tell his name. So no, no, no. I don't we, even know it. We don't. We don't, <laughs> don't need to. Yeah. We don't need yeah, to. Be, yeah. it, was, it was cry from help, I think. That's yeah, song. okay, okay. So yeah. was was this this album really was written for someone? We, we won't talk about who it is because we, we've got a disclaimer and I don't want to be sued, neither do you boys. No, no, so, no, but I, it really I was. It was it, no, it was in, I would say it was inspired by by someone, a couple of the tracks on it, and then we moulded some of the other tracks, so, you know, the, the way we'd written them and the order that we put it in to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to say what had happened, to, to, to tell that particular story, so uh, to, to tell his life story through lots of other people's lives. Okay. Story, so if that makes sense, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, the next track on it, "Meet You at the End," is is about his, uh, you know, the old circular meetings, the the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous sort of meetings yep. where you sat there. And that's it's just, it's, thank you for sharing is is one of the lyrics at the end. It goes on, you know, where everybody goes around and says that, uh, and the the uh, person in charge of the the, the meeting. Thank you for sharing. And it's, uh, he, he used to hate them. <laughs> I think going to those kinds of things. So it's just observations, really. I suppose on on, on being that uh, being in that position and uh, going through it all. And, and Chris sort of witnessed it more than the rest of us. 
Uh, watching so, one of your mates struggle, you know. Yeah. So this, so this album was, and we've still got a couple. We've got well, three tracks to go. This album was really yeah. what predominantly written by Chris on pretty much on his own, or did you boys sort no. of? No, 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 no. I think I've I've, wrote, I've written five of them, and Chris wrote four of them, and me and my son did the other co-writes. But I say that was the interesting thing of trying to put it all together was yeah. trying to twist all these songs in to, mm-hmm. so they interweave. In, it was almost a re- retrospective thing, I suppose. Once we'd written the tracks, and then thought, oh, hang on, we've got a story here. So, uh, yeah. Um, meet you the end. It's, it's a little bit different to most of the songs that we play, though, isn't it, Chris? It's, um, yeah, it's a, bit pop, it's a bit poppy. Rocky poppy, yeah. yeah. yeah and it's a great live song. It goes down great live. And it's sort of, I don't know, it's sort of, to me, it's a happy song. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, it is. It's, what about then the song Sons of Liberty? That's the next one. And then we got Misfortune yeah. and Shocky. So, Sons of, um, Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty, that, 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 that's one of mine. I've had that song for a long time. Played in a, oh, I've had the, the bones of that song for a long time. I sort of played a version of it uh, with completely different lyrics in a, in a rock band in England in the 90s. Uh, and at the time, it's Sons of Liberty. Uh, I, I, had, I had three, two of my boys and, and a, a nephew all around the world, all f- traveling and, and doing stuff. And I'd Sons of Liberty was what the uh, TV series on the American War of Independence, and I sort of combined those two: the, having your kids grow up and move away, and having to let go and release them and make their own mistakes and try and correct their own mistakes while trying to support them how you could, and um, just letting go and hoping that they're going to do the right thing and that they'll get home at night. And uh, and that phone call at three a.m. in the morning. When you mm. you know your kids are nineteen, twenty one, they've just gone away, and you get that phone call at three in the morning. The first you, first thing you think is bad thoughts. This isn't going to be good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so that was about it. And, and the, the struggle of, for independence, in the same way that America's struggle for independence against the Poms, the kids are struggling for independence <laughs> against the parents. So uh, yeah, just, just a couple of, uh, of parallels there. My my take on that song is um, it's very English, you know, um, as the way Chris writes. Um, there's a lot of changes, tempos, chords and fields, you know, like, um, sounds great through a big PA. Yep. It's quite Celtic, isn't it, as well? Celtic-y yeah. sort of, Celtic, you know, yeah. sort of, yeah, yeah, oldie, oldie English and Irish, yeah. yeah. So a difficult p- for you, um, Willie, like you're saying, a v- lot of changes, very sort of English, typical English-based with a lot of changes. Yeah, well, Chris doesn't write like two or three chord songs very often. <laughs> They're like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, yeah. You know, and you got to listen to it, and especially when you're writing the songs, especially mm-hmm. for me, doing the bass lines, I suppose, Frank doing the drums. That's something we haven't... Mentioned Francois. Francois, uh, yeah. yes. Well, he's he's been with you now for how long? If, uh, not for right from oh, the start, no. Years yes, but he, he's a great drummer. Like you know, <laughs> and he hits him hard, um, and yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of tempo changes, feels, um, but it does sound great live. We haven't played that song for a while. But, uh, not for a while. No. We'll have to get back onto that. One. We'll have to get back onto yeah. it. 
Definitely. We haven't played any songs for a while. <laughs> well, no, you were at the you were at the festival like last week. <laughs> Uh, unless, unless you're up there just doing air guitar and miming and pretending. <laughs> I know COVID's put a put the, the hammer on a lot of things, but you like it seems to be getting back to normal now. You guys are be getting back to gigging, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, what were you doing? Let's talk about that after. Let's finish the album first. Misfortune. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's another one of mine. It was. Uh, it's about. Uh, misfortune. It, it's it's sort of it's spelled M I S S fortune. Correct. A, yes. In, in a person. Yeah. And um, sometimes people latch onto you that are, are nice enough, but you're driving they didn't. You know what I mean? But I think it's a, it's about something that's so broken that you can't fix it. There's a hole in my bucket. I think is uh-huh. uh, is is one of the is one of the lines and. Um, yeah, uh, it's a, yeah. That's sort of a. It's a bit of a scathing song actually. It's not normally my style, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it just leapt into me. One of those friends you've got that you wish you hadn't. And, and it's based around a real female, I'm assuming, Miss. Yes. Okay. Yes. No. So so. so <laughs> now now uh, hang on, Willie. I'm directing this question to, to Ben Jovi. He wrote it. It was it was about somebody that you you wished you hadn't met. So. What some some drunken female who tried to pick you up in a pub one night or something? How did it get? Well, sort yeah, sort of. You're definitely on the right. Side. <laughs> well, I did tell you I've listened to this album pretty, pretty <laughs> a couple of times. Uh, oh, I know, I know who it is, but I can't remember her name. No, and 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 of course, Ben Jovi's wishing wishing that you never mention that name again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, lucky I can't remember it. Uh, We've all got one, Philip. We've all got someone we know who, you know, is. I, I, I think I'm being honest here. Yeah. Is, you know, we've all got someone who the phone goes or there's a knock at the door and, yep. oh, God. And so, yeah. Okay, so it's not normally my style. I'm a very, very, very friendly sort of uh, person, you know, uh, amiable and uh, stuff, yep. yeah. That would just pop out from the ether. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a great name for a song. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I, and I, and I mean, Miss being spelled M I double S because unless they yeah. pick it up and look at it and read it, they would just think misfortune, you know. But it's not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot more to yeah. it than, and even the title of it. There's a story within the title. It's almost yeah. sort of sad as well because it could be they could be a fantastic person, you know yep. what I mean? And, and, and there's just a reason why why they're not, and it's not always their fault. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what about the last track on the album then, number ten, Shocky? Do you like this one, Willie? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, and good mate of yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another mate lost too early. So this was one of my. I was writing this about the same time as we were finishing the album off. So I say it seemed a, a logical, a logical conclusion to the album, unfortunately. But uh, a, a great mate of mine, and uh, you get to a stage. I think you get to an age where you know you start losing. A, few good people along the way and yeah. it, it sort of alters your perspective on things and you know, one you're getting old and, and two it's uh, you've got to use your time wisely while you've got it and uh, uh, have a bit of fun and enjoy yourself It's because uh, you just never know do you just never know but uh, I'm shocky yeah he was a he was a quandary as well sometimes but lovely guy but uh, and I say that that sort of wraps the album up it does um, so, yeah. sort of a sad sad end sad but, end uh, yeah. the actual 
the actual real ending is much happier than that. So uh, maybe led you down the garden path, but uh, yeah. So the, the the actual ending to the original inspiration for the song has has uh, turned out a lot better. Uh, yep. Fantastic. So you you um you guys have been together for that long, and you're one of the main songwriters. I mean, you and Brook, Brooker used to, I guess, collaborate, or he'd write and you'd write. Um, yep. And what's what's happening for you guys in the future with with new material? Are you going to continue to write most of the stuff? Um, um, eat oh. or or Steve? Yeah, Steve is a songwriter. Um, he's got some stuff we can have a look at, and um, yeah, Chris has also got well, probably another dozen songs that we haven't even touched on. Really, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're trying to, you know, when a couple of members leave who you've been so comfortable with and have contributed so much, it's uh, it takes a little while to regroup. And I suppose COVID has actually worked quite well for us in that way, is that we've managed to take that time, get some new members going, relearn a set. Our, our first, our second gig actually was going to be Blues Fest. Yeah. I was meant to be at Easter. We had two shows of Blues Fest. So, uh, there's no fools on a blues fest day, so you, you have to get your show up to a, you know a specific standard, and uh, so that, that's that's what we've been working on most is to get a one hour live set yep. nailed, and we're sort of there now. So it's just a case of yeah, well, get blues, some new stuff into the set. Blues fest is is going ahead, so it, it, it's it is. so you guys are on the on that bill. Oh yes, fantastic. Yeah. What days are we on, Willie? Do you know? I don't uh, know. Some Monday. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what we were on before. I'm not sure they've announced. I think there's an announcement on Wednesday of the full, on the, of the full lineup. So uh, it will be a couple of days after this show, and uh, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, they they announced. Uh, it looks like they've added a few, a few others to the lineup as well. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see who else they've got. Be interesting. So yeah. in relation October. to you, to you guys as a yeah, uh, well, the dates. Have you got the dates for the Blues Fest or, or off the top of your head? Otherwise, yeah. I can just look them up and. When is it? Yeah, it's October long weekend, first, second, third, fourth of October. Okay. So I think they start on the on the Friday. Usually, we'll start on the Thursday night, but they're starting on the Friday uh-huh. and going through to to the uh, Monday public holidays. So yeah, slightly different. Yep. But uh, yeah, should be great. So what about with the, with the Blues Fest? Uh, who are you going to have playing on on fiddle? Are you going to have uh, both? Are you going to have a bit of a bit of um, Matt? Uh, and Matt, not Matt, blasted Mark, Mark, Mark. Oates. Um, are you going to have Mark, or, or are you going to have Amity? Who, who's going to be playing on the? How's that going to work? Both of them. Oh, serious. Mm. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be an eight-piece eight band. We've got a bagpipe player and a harmonica player. They're, wow. That's the same person. He comes on and does And a ditch local local guy on ditch who's phenomenal. Lucas Proudfoot. Uh, Jamie and Robbie McDonald on bagpipes and uh, harmonica and a couple of fiddle players. Yeah. Holy so, uh, moly, that's going to be sensational. Yeah. It that, will be awesome. That's <laughs> going to be awesome. Are you going to and, – and when you say you got both of them, are they both on stage together playing, like, instruments, the, their fiddles together, or are you going to say, oh, Matt, you play this one, and uh, Mark, sorry, you play this one, and, and, and – um, Amity, you play that one, or are they just going to be together? You're just going to have two fiddles playing up there. We don't know yet, do we, Willie? Um, we've got uh, hopefully together and, and playing harmonies and yeah, because that's going to be sensational. Yeah, yeah. 
So who's go, who's going to be working out the musical direction? Is that is that your job, uh, Banjovi? Are you the guy who sort of says you play that bit and you go you play the harmony, or or will they just work it out together? Because it's both the same instrument. No, Willie looks way better in a penguin suit with a baton in his hand than I do. I reckon so. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be, you'll be the front conductor, won't you, Willie? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Well, the the band a band is only as good as its bass player and its drummer. Is is that correct? Or Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got to have a tight unit. But you guys, honestly, and I'm not saying this jokingly, when I saw you f- fellas at the uh, at that Wingham Acoustic Festival, you guys are on fire. You're not like a laid back sort of country or or you know style of band. I mean, you you've got rock influences in there and pop. And, and you know, and roots as well. I mean, you guys just unbelievable, and and the energy from from you, not you, Chris on bass, Chris. You know, you just leap around there like Superman. Where, what's that all about on the on the fiddle nah, on the on the banjo? On the banjo, I yeah. mean, that banjo weighs eight kilos. You know, it's on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing they get off the ground. So I don't know. It's just uh, I just. We're like a bunch of kids when we get on there. We revert to being 18 years old again. And I've seen it happen in the audience as well. They do the same thing. I've never played in a band that's actually had so many dance floor injuries because everybody thinks they're 18 again. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) people falling over, broken legs, you know. It's uh, it's chaos. It's uh, lots of fun. It is. I think that's what we generate. It's lo- it is lots of fun, and um, and I know my listeners are going to have an absolute ball listening to this. You guys, are, you guys are great as a as a team, and I mean the band is great, and and I know um, Mark Oates. I've met him, you know, socially. He's got such a fantastic yep. sense of humour. He's such a great guy. Oh, he is. He's an incredible yep. an incredible fiddle player, and his sense of humour with you guys, it's a perfect match. I just. No disrespect to to Rabbit. What he did was great, but definitely um, it's just going to get, yeah. I can't can't wait for your new stuff to come out. Yeah, we love Mark, don't we, Willie? Great. Oh, yeah, he's great, yeah. Very, very professional. He's, um, yeah, he's got all the chops, eh? He's oh. got loads of chops. He's played with played with everyone. He's you know his, his ear is exceptional and yep. uh, yeah, yeah. extraordinary. I, I remember Chris um, charting one song. What is it? Um, what's that song, Chris? That um, uh, it's, it's got when, when the well runs dry. It's got like a heavy metal ending, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah, and, and, like, yeah. and it's pretty complicated. Chris showed you a couple of times and he's freaking nailed it. It was like. Yeah. Oh, it would take me a month to learn that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> it's very, very talented. It's, it's very frustrating when you just you just tell somebody once or twice and just give them the give them the chords, and all of a sudden they're playing the tune, and it's like, damn, why can't I do that? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's like that. Well, I, 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 I yeah. the thing, and I, I have to practice it a lot because I've played it for a while. I have to practice it for a week or so before I got it, you know, nailed. And then uh, he, he does it in like three takes. And, and we actually performed it that, that afternoon. Actually, I showed him just before we went on, and he's, yeah, go on, I can do it. And uh, off we go. Yeah. Wow. He's cool, dude. He's a very, very cool dude. He's a, he's a nice guy. You know, he's a great player, and he's got a fantastic sense of humour. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he's just an all-round fantastic bloke. So, good, you know, no, powers to Good addition to the band. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. So, just before we wind this up, guys, when can we expect new music from the Round Mountain Girls? Any clues? 
Any 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 tips? Any any sort of scoops you want to let us in on? Well, or? Well, recording wise, or yeah, 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 for the for yeah. music, new music for the for the listeners to be able to you know purchase uh, on. I, reckon, I think we'll have some before the end of the year. I, I've got a problem. I'm I'm, at even, I'm I'm away for a whole month in uh, end of June, July, so uh, we won't get much done before then. But I think once we get back and as we're gearing up for the the shows we've got coming up. After that, we're going to sort of go run of a few shows here and there, and uh, I think we'll be, you know, put, putting stuff together then. We've, I've got songs I wrote over a year ago, maybe even two years ago, which are just sat there waiting for things to resolve and COVID to go away and blah, blah, blah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so we've got a few in the pipe ready to go. Sensational. All right, lads, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure, and... Um, I can't wait to see you guys live again. That's all I can say. What What have you got coming up? If you do, you want to mention anything to the listeners? What's the best way to find out about about where you're playing and so on and so forth? Uh, best way to find out is to go on the Ramangos website or go go to Facebook. Uh, we've got a couple. Of, I haven't announced much at the moment. We're, we're waiting on you know, Blues has to make an announcement so we can uh, tell people what's happening there, and we've got a few local things in between the Sunshine Coast and, and the, the Tweed Coast uh, and more things will pop into place. So not, not, nothing major at the moment other than those things, but yep. uh, yeah, it, it's, it's all signed out. Now we've got a settled band and we know who we're working with and uh, yeah, we're cracking on now. So. Absolutely. Fantastic. I can't yeah. wait to see you guys perform live. Thanks for your time, boys. Thanks, Philly. Thank you, Willie. Thanks, Thanks. Thank you so much, Thank Willie, you, for your input on this album and yours too, okay, Mr. Ben Jovi Eaton. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Have you guys got a favourite <laughs> track you want to hear? I'm going to throw it on straight after this. What do you reckon, Willie? Favourite track? Um, faith. Which one? Faith. Faith. Have you got that? Have you got that one? album? Which I've look, I've got your entire playlist, so faith. I will get it up straight after this. Thank you so much, boys. Thanks, Thanks Philip. Thank Love you, listeners. Okay, yeah, all nice. right. There you go, listeners. That, of course, is Chris Willoughby and Chris Eaton from the Round Mountain Girls.